Yo, what up, Spinky War? DJ Danger Zone. And DJ Rel somewhere on an island uh, enjoying the sun. He's on a yacht. You know, he's getting, sure. getting a little, little color on him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we felt it was a good time to bring it back one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, two times. Two times. This is the second time. Uh, to bring back an episode that might have gotten overlooked. You might not have uh, been following us at the time. And uh, we thought the episode with our very special guest, Charlie Sloth. Rock Nations, Charlie very Sloth. Own. That's right. Yeah. All the way from the UK. Well, it was a great time, man. Yeah, it was a really good in-depth episode with, with how he's changed the UK. Um, just pushing music and putting UK artists on along with American artists. Um, I think a part of uh, us reposting this is when right after we got done with that episode we we found out kobe passed away the airplane crash or the helicopter crash so i think throughout that whole week it was really heavy for a lot of our listeners and it it, it may have been overlooked so we definitely want to shine a light back on charlie sloth in that episode and um and just you know listen to him break down what's going on out there yeah no get your notepad out Make sure you take some notes because the man is doing so many different things and they're all integrated and vertically scaling from his DJ career. Uh, You might know him for the fire in the booth, but Mm -hmm. he does so much more from having his own alcohol brand Mm -hmm. to having his radio show, being a personality and just doing a lot of great things for, you know, his community and and much more. And in a sense... You know, maybe I can use better words, but in a sense, he took out one of the biggest um, radio hosts. He didn't really take his slop. I think they were ready to move on. But Westwood was the man at the time, and Charlie Sloth had his eyes set on that position and respectively did so. So it's it's really cool when you hear these types of stories. That's right. And with that being said, we're going to get into episode 32 of the Mickey D's podcast with Charlie Sloth. Yo! Big Shaq, the one and only. Man's not hot. Never hot. Boom. Charlie, do you feel naked without your drop? I do, you know. It's weird. <laughs> I feel a little weird right it's now. Weird. You're like looking in this for environment. I'm looking at the sound depressed, man. <laughs> it's weird. Pads are too far. I feel like I'm, I'm out <laughs> of like, control, man. He's like, can you just bring this over here? <laughs> You know, I'm surprised you two didn't run into each other at the Rock Nation brunch. I was going to introduce him as my cousin, but, you know, I mean, Husky brothers got to stick together, you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something, man. When I first saw that picture you posted, uh, I don't know when our viewers are going to see this one. You got to dig in Mickey's Instagram. And he's got this, first time, off rip, I'm like, this is awkward. And then I thought... Not only is it this whole thing awkward, he's wearing a really loud blue suit. I don't think this is Mickey's style. Like, this is the weirdest shit I've seen on Mickey. And then I'm scrolling through. I'm like, Meek Mill, or you? I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, you believed it for a second. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to hate. I felt like if I was questioning it, I was hating. So I was like, let me look through this. Your best friends, man. Like my best friends just hating on me already. Yeah, that's hate. He's See? like, that's just that's outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> he's still saying on me. I mean, you, but you, you know, you can tell that it, it was photoshopped. So it's just like, hey, but it was crazy. Creative, so I'll give you A for effort. Yeah. All right. Well, let me feel my man first big of all. Hands. <laughs> Hold on. Because this is going to be a great conversation, let's first of all let's intro the, the, the episode. Well, we yes, don't know sir. what number the episode is going to be. It's uh, 32. 30, uh, three. Okay. 32. Okay. 32. This is how bad it's going over here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, just, we, I wasn't sure when we were going to drop this, but fine. All right. Cool, man. Well, just, look. Just episode blank. 
Episode blank. Sure. Let's Wherever this pops up, we're yeah. good to go. But we got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Applause, please. Mm. Oh, man. Trying to get our hey, cues right. You, you, got, you got your SFX on the pad, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Oh, you men are living out here. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you men are ready. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's give the flowers. Our man, Charlie Sloth, is in yeah, the yeah, building. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, oh boy. All that gunshots and all that in the effects Thanks. later I appreciate on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, appreciate that. Explosions and shit. Yeah, yeah. Little Street Fighter effect. My yeah, man yeah. is in the building. Yes, sir. Um, and we're making fun of all this stuff because uh, you were actually at the Rock Nation brunch. Yep. And um, my silly self decided to throw my face on DJ Khaled's body, <laughs> and it it got a couple people. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> and I was trying to be I was trying to be dumb about it and right. like make it obvious that it was photoshopped. But apparently, two pictures were really good that they were like. That first one was the really good. The first one, it was like, first wait one was a really minute. Can I, can I fill you in? Yeah, can I fill you in, this. man? Hold on. He didn't say anything. All of a sudden, he's got a new suit on. Like, that ain't in the closet. Okay, so I'm going to start from a distance and I'll work my way up. But would you have believed? Right, that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that looks good. From, from so, first so look, it's like, one, oh, okay. You know yeah, that's, that's tight. Bro. All right. And then, you know, me and Reed. Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, like my, man, my man had that that Tiffany uh, my man suit would be on. Flexing so hard, and then so obviously then it got a little funnier. You know, I was I was trying to purposely. You, you do that yourself. I did it on my phone. What? Yeah. How long did it take you? Uh, you know what's funny? I had him in the bag, and then I saw Khaled <laughs> post the group shot, and I was like, I can't miss the group shot. Yeah, yeah. And so I had, I had knocked him out in like I don't know three minutes. Like, okay. For, Job well done. Job well done. Yeah, good old iPhone technology. Dang. So yeah, it yeah. blew up. You know, everybody's blowing me up like, damn, you at the Rock Nation brunch? I was like, big brunch vibes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you know, we're catching up with, with Charlie and everything he's got going on. Uh, you're in yeah. town and you were actually there. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to tell everybody how it was. So, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. good. It was, <laughs> it was good. your perspective. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was a good vibe. It's like good to catch up. With a lot of people there, see a lot of artists. Yeah. A lot of, you know, it was surprising how many people from the UK were there. Okay. Yeah. There was a lot of people from the UK, a lot of people that are really putting the work in over there in the hip hop rap world. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. That's really transcending that. Anybody rap, you want to shout out that, you know, put rap in that man, work? Of yeah, course. Rap man, okay. rap man who signed to Rock Nation last year. He's a, a massive rapper from the UK. He's also yeah. a huge director, just a visionary when it comes to like video in general. Um, yeah. So he was there. My guy Shabs as well from the UK, who's someone who's, you know, really putting a lot of work for British culture over the last decade. Um, yeah, it was just, it was good to see people there, like the Trap Star lads. Yeah. You know, obviously their their brand got picked up by Rock and like, seeing that travel across the world has been crazy as yeah. well. It's obviously a London brand. Um, so yeah, it was good to just see a lot of UK faces yeah. in the building. Posty, who owns GRM. Which is like our version of World Star. Okay. okay. Like in the UK. You brought up World Star. And yeah. that's kind of where you started. Yeah. In this, not where you started, sorry, but like in the eyes of everybody. Yeah. That's so how that you started. put you on the map. It put me on the map. Yeah. Like, especially in the UK, it felt like at the time I was doing so much work, but no one was really paying any attention. Right. And it felt like it took that. It took for me to do something outside of the UK for people in the UK to pay attention to all the stuff that I was doing. Mm. And with the show at the time, I used to wear so many different hats as mm. an individual, right. you know, like I, was, I self-educated myself in all aspects of new media. So like I was a dope editor, I was directing videos, I was producing records, I was writing records, oh, like I was managing myself and other people. And at the time it was all about vlogs. This is like 2000, 
2007, 2008. Um, and at the time, it was all about vlogs. Yeah. And like my team at the time was like, yo, we need to do something to showcase all these different things that you do. Right. Yeah. yeah. And talk about Charlie Sloth, the brand, and how, yeah. how diverse you are as a character. Right. And um, I was like, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> like, I used to think it was corny, do you know what I mean? Right. Like, watching people sit there and talk, and I was like, I ain't doing that. So it's like, well, you need to think about something that you can do. Yeah. And um, so I spent some time just, you know, trying to be creative and put a different spin on it. And then um, we came up with Being Charlie Sloth, which was like a, a, a webisode series where I'd play eight different characters. So I'd play the manager, I'd play the artist, I'd play the web team, I'd yeah. play the street team, yeah. I'd play the producer, the editor, the director, and each character had their own personality, their own uniform that I thought stereotyped that yeah. individual person. Yeah. Um, so I, I put it all together, edited it all, read it all, shot it all myself, and there'd be like multiple versions of me on screen at the same time. And the first episode, I spent ages just getting it right. Right. Um, and I was like, this is it. Yeah. Like, I'm gone. Yeah. When people see this, it's a wrap. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm out. I'm you gone. It. You know, you still have that moment you came back. I was only young as well. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I, this is it. I'm smoking now. We good. And then what really happened? I put it out, I had like 4,000 views on YouTube. <laughs> and I was depressed. I was like, yo, I just worked so hard for that. You're like, what's wrong with people? Yeah, that's what I was like. Yeah. People don't understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? You had to get into your artist character for yeah. that one. I was getting, I was, I was upset. But then, funny enough, a few a few days later, I woke up and I an uh, email from Q at Worldstar, RIP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, he was like, yo, just see your webisode thing. It's genius. I've never seen anything like it. I'd like to make it exclusive to Worldstar. Mm. How, how frequently can you deliver these things? Yeah. So I was like, I can deliver you one every week. Is that every week? I was like, yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. So I put the pressure on myself. Right. Because I was doing everything myself. Like right. literally, really and truly everything. So anyway, I ended up delivering a brand new episode every week. I think it was 68 episodes. Good Lord. Yeah. Every Monday. Um, and from there, it was just, you know, that was kind of my introduction to the hip hop stroke rap world. Mm -hmm. Both over here. And it really put me on in the UK. And off the back of that, you know, the BBC come calling. And then that was a whole new chapter of right. my journey. At any point when that, that World Star check started coming, I mean, did you get somebody to edit the stuff? No. no. You still just kept no, even, still did it know, yourself? Even, yeah, even today, I'm still very hands-on with everything. Like, mm. I'm a perfectionist. And I feel like if I don't do it, it won't be done right. Right. I feel yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, now, now with like things like you know, with the editing of Fire in the Booth and the filming of Fire in the Booth, because even that I used to do all myself. Wow. When yeah. did you stop doing that? Um, when that first big, big check. Yeah. Came. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, when Apple when, came in the yeah, picture, yeah, no, he's was, like, you know, I can afford somebody. <laughs> it, was it, was, it, was, it was it was probably about eight years ago, maybe nine years ago. So wow. it was only really the first year, and then one of my guys who was like a good friend of mine growing up, he came in. Okay. And like he took the responsibility of that. And right. I was able mm -hmm. to, you know, give him a job. Yeah. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. To Put do people it. on. Yeah. Provide yeah. opportunity for An others. Opportunity yeah. for someone else in, in my community. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, like I've always been hands on. But you know, even with the fire and the booze, I still mix and master the fire and the booze. Oh, yeah. still to this day. Amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll edit it, mix it, master it. Well, you you won an award in Canada, right? Yeah. For for a, mo- uh, a, a music video. video. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was... Um, so the skills are definitely there. Yeah. Like, do you know what? Video has always been something that really excites me. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I feel like telling stories with video and music has always been something that gasses me up. And like, as a kid growing up, I used to always want to be a director. Right. Yeah. But I was from the hood. Yeah. So people where I grew up didn't go to university. Right. I didn't even know that I could. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I never knew that was an option. Wow. Right. So for me, it wasn't something that I really followed in the way that, you know, people that are doing it as they live in the, the natural yeah. way that people would get into that line of work. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll fall back into that because it's something that I'm still passionate about and still love. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so from the World Star stuff, it led on to the BBC stuff. And then that was just a whole different situation. When you say you're from the hood, what specifically what area is that? And so I'm from we can I'm from North ourselves. I'm from like northwest London. Okay. Um a place called Camden Town. Okay. Like where I grew up, it was like an estate. Okay. Which is probably in America like what you guys would call a project. Okay. Where it's just flats. Yeah. You know what I mean it's just flats. Yeah. Houses upon houses upon houses, yeah. tower blocks. Um and at a time when I was growing up, the area that I grew up in had the highest crime rate in the whole country. Shit. Because wow. it was like where I lived, it was like it was called the melting pot. So basically, what it was is that anyone who came into the country at the time, or anyone who came from up north or from Ireland, like all anyone who come from like a, 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 there was a huge Asian, like Afro Caribbean, everyone got through into this area. Okay. Basically, anyone who was broke, right, yeah. got through into this area. And the surrounding area around this, like this, this hood, was so you had like Euston Station, which is like one of the biggest train stations and yeah. commute stations yep. in the country. Mm-hmm. And then next to it, you had Kings Cross Station, which again was one yeah. of the biggest stations. And they're like a, a mile apart from each other. Sure. And then so it was like a triangle. And then at the top of it, you had Camden Station. So what would happen is all the drugs and crazy stuff would come in at Euston. And then, like all the the nitties, the fiends, the prostitutes, and mm-hmm. all the like. That. Wait, what was the first word you say? Nitties. 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 Okay. So nitties like a crackhead. The gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, someone who bangs up. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then um, they would all be in King's Cross. Yeah. And then all the people that was commanding that chain would be in Camden. So it was like. Like it was like a conveyor like board of Miami. Import, export, everything. Yeah, it was crazy. And Damn. like growing up, you like you know, I'd come out of my, my my house sometimes, and there'd be like a nitty on the stairs, like needles on the floor, Jeez. like people having sex in the flats, prostitutes, <clears throat> like condoms, like and that was normal. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, like that was normal. Like, I'd be stepping over people right. coming out of my flats. Yeah, like it was crazy. Right. Um, and obviously, when you're a kid and you see that, it's like. It's normal. Right. You know I mean? I don't That's know every day. Right. That's every day. Yeah. And it's not until you step out of that. Right. Like now I'm like, whoa, that shit's crazy. Did you um so all the hip hop songs that were coming out at that time, did you have a connection with them? Because Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think like straight away, like it's funny, like when I was a kid, my first ever, I don't know, exposure to rap music, my mom used to be a cleaner. Like mm. she used to clean people's houses. 
And mm. one day I went to school, so I had to go to work with my mum. And she used to clean this house in Primrose Hill, which was um, like where the rich folk lived. Okay. And it weren't far. And that was something crazy about where, where we grew up as well, was like the the vibe between rich and poor right. was so huge, but so close together. Like you could literally walk across the park and on the other side, there's like 85 million pound houses. So that means crazy. And that's right. London. That's just London in general. Yeah. Right. Um, and so one day I went to work with my mum and she was t cleaning this house and she was like, yo, like sit downstairs in the kitchen, don't touch anything. I'll be done in an hour. I'm like, yeah, cool, mum. I'm a kid at this point. I'm probably like, I think I was eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's tied in the house and then obviously being the young, intrigued kid that I was, started having a look around. So I'm looking around downstairs and there was this big massive cassette rack so I'm looking because I always loved music as a kid um, and there's always music playing in my house as well always no matter what so I'm looking and I see this cassette and I pick it up and I'm looking at it and I look at the track list and I'm like whoa what's that and I'm looking at the front big red bold letters dudes peering over to the camera I'm like, yo, I need to borrow this cassette, man. I just need to check this out. Keyword borrow. Like, borrow. Yeah, keyword borrow. Didn't coming steal back, that. Right, yeah, I was, I was gonna bring. I was gonna take it. Right, 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 right. You know, I've still got it. If you need it, and you, you've been looking for it, looking for it, you're looking for it. Probably like thirty years ago or something, but it's still here. Um, so anyway, I went home that day, and I used to have this old cassette player that was like covered in paint, and the door was missing, mm. so I'd have to tape the door back on. And I remember going home, um, putting this cassette on, and I was just like, yo. Like, my life changed. Like, literally changed from that day. Um, and it was NWA straight out of Compton. Nice. I was just about to ask, what tape yeah. was it? Yeah, I was trying to yeah. think, like, what kind of red letters? All right. Yeah. yeah, and from there, that was it. That was it. Like, I was in. Like, I knew every word to every song. Yeah. I'd walk around, and I didn't really know what they were saying. Do you know what I mean? Some right. of the stuff I was... I just thought it was it was cool, it was edgy. Right. Like it, it represented what I felt was happening where I was growing up. Right. Mm. Um, and that was it. From there, I was just in. Right. There was no looking back. So if you if you look up Charlie Sloth on in Wikipedia, right? Yeah. It says DJ slash artist slash TV presenter. Which came first? What did you start out doing? Um DJ was my first DJ one. was your DJ, first. Like one. I started DJing when I was about 12, 13. Okay. Yeah. And then you're DJing, saying you're DJing like in a night scene, you are parties or whatnot. Yeah, so I mean, like the first, I got my first ever like residency when I was 14 um, at a spot called Dingles mm. in Camden, which is like a, it's a legendary venue. And okay. obviously I weren't meant to be in there, but I was a local lad spinning and they gave me a residency. I used to get like a hundred pounds a night mm. and then that would pay for my pirate radio. Because in the UK it was pirate radio, so it was illegal radio where we'd be in like lift shafts, broadcasting radio shows yeah, across sure. London. And um, it was kind of like, it was like a cat and mouse game. So you say, I, like, it weren't the police that had come for you. It was another um, organization from the government called DTI. So like, you'd be up in the radio spinning, like broadcasting to London. Right. And at any point, DTI could come and if they come, they take your record collection. So whatever records and equipment's in the studio, they seize it and you're never getting it back. Wow. So it was like, and you have to pay to do radio. You have to pay subs. So it used to be five pound a show um, and then 10 pound a show for primetime shows. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And then, so by the time I was like 16, um, 
I was doing like seven shows a week on seven different pirate radio stations. Wow. Yeah. But the, at, at that time, no one cared about the DJ. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The DJ was just the guy that pressed play for the rappers yeah. or the MCs to, to spit. Right. Yeah. And that was it. Right. No one cared. Yeah. So I was like, fuck this shit. Around what years was this? <laughs> this was... Um, late 90s? Late, late 90s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, early 90s, late 90s. Um, so, yeah, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to start emceeing. <laughs> okay. I want some of this heat. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what you're, I mean? You're in the bars. Uh, yeah, I thought I did. I was rubbish. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I tried. I mean, everyone kind of starts off somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you know I what tried. Mean? Do you know yeah. what I mean? You shot your shot. That's yeah, how I took my shot. And by the time, because Skepta, a lot of people don't know this, but Skepta, he used to be a DJ as well. Okay. And this was around the same time. So I remember seeing him making that transition, and he was good. You know what I mean? So I thought... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've, 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 I got this. Easy work. What well, you can do it, so can I. Yeah. Didn't quite work out like that. But <laughs> again, that was something else. I feel, you know, me going through that period of my life, I think it gave me a greater understanding of what it is for artists and what they go through. So right. I could always, especially in the early days of the UK scene, where artists weren't really earning that much money, they weren't yeah. getting the support on radio. I could sympathize with what they was going through and the struggle they was going through. And I think a lot of the artists, obviously I had relationships with because I'd been in the scene from early. So they knew that I'd gone through that same yeah. journey and that same struggle of trying to get on. Right. Um, so I think that put me in a good space with the artists from early doors. Because they was like, oh, Slough, he's one of us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He knows. Okay, right. And I, I would always take that into consideration when... I'm looking at what artists I was going to support or right. what artists I wanted to help put on because I'd been through the motion. So I could kind of gauge where they was at as well in terms of hunger, passion and determination. Who was taking it seriously? Who wasn't? Yeah. Who was just trying to get a quick pound note out of it? Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's uh, Grammy weekend. Yeah. And uh, you've, I'm sure, attended a nice amount of events. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how have you how how's the West Coast LA love been thus far? Uh, just in general, as far as the environment, I'm curious to see your point of view. And then also, I want to know uh, how you feel about some of the DJs uh, out here. Um, <laughs> Maybe they're not from out here. See, Maybe they're just the events. Out. You probably won't remember that. Oh, we get add names, you know. Yeah. I'm, all about, I'm, I'm all about the smoke on this show, but you know, do, do know what? I'm, like, I I love coming to LA, and I come here quite a lot. And okay. this year, I'm going to be here at least once a month. Do you know oh, what I mean? Sure. Oh, don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna spend a lot of time here, but um, I mean, yeah. I love, I've, I've loved going out and you know partying. Like something I've noticed. I feel like it's a very different vibe here. Okay. How so? In terms of how people party. You say yes. in LA or in the states in general? I say in LA. Okay, there you go. Right. Atlanta is very different. I think. Yeah. Atlanta <laughs> parties. I mean, New York doesn't really have the same vibe as well. And when I say that, I think it's just very different culturally. Yeah. Like right. when, if you come to a party in the UK, like everyone is lit. Everyone is just on stuff, dancing, enjoying themselves. Do you know what I mean? It's like over here, it feels like every party I've been to so far, <laughs> people are a bit like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. look yeah. at me. Like, yeah. there's no, no one is flexing, enjoying themselves. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to the wrong spots. My guy, Prospect, well, where'd like, you go? <laughs> just the Prospect. I don't know the names. I've just been gliding. Where, where'd you take Where'd you guys go? Where, where was the fog party? 
Avenue. Avenue. Oh, you went to, oh, to see Future last and, night? And that was, no, that was oh, Friday was that? night. No, that was Thursday Thursday. Night. Oh, Hyde. Hyde or Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's Avenue. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it just, I don't know, like, people weren't enjoying themselves as much. I don't know because it's well, Grammy week. I don't, well, I it wouldn't be a fair representation of me to say, because I don't know, I'm not, if I, I need to go there three, four times. Right. Well, on a normal night, maybe. But yeah. it ain't Grammys and everyone's it's a flexing. Yeah, it's a combination of a few things you said. It's, it is Grammy weekend, so guys might be a little extra cooler, but in general, the, the Hollywood, like, A-list bottle scene is is very, very cool. They just, like, they're very chill. They It's a vibe. It's not so much, let's dance. There's lights flickering, you know, going, like, dancing. It's it's very much just a chill vibe, and you just play all, hip-hop all night. So it looks like they're not having a good time. Or it looks like they're just whatever about it, but... That's their way of, of having a good Stressful time. Stressful for yeah. a DJ. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to read. Even in the ball clubs You go with the vibe. You have to feel it out. Like, yeah, this feels right. And then you kill the volume on certain um, moments of the song. They're all singing like, okay, they're with me. Yeah, I didn't see that. I, I must have missed that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think I missed that. But like I said, it's, it's not a fair representation for me to make statement like that when yeah. I've not partied there enough. Right. Do you know what I mean? I just, like, what I've seen but so it's not far, far in general. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like, even in the bottle clubs in the UK, it's lit. Yeah. Okay. Do you right. know what I mean? People are turning up. Right. Like, when a big record drops, the place is going off. Going crazy. Right. No one's too bougie to enjoy themselves. To show yeah. their emotion. Yeah, to show their emotion. Yeah. Be I, happy and enjoy shit, man. Yeah. No, And it's funny because uh, we play some of these, you know, we play a lot of these Hollywood hotspots uh, here and there and, the reality is like, yeah, you got to literally like hold their hand. That's what I always say. Like, you got to like, we're going to have fun. Okay. Like <laughs> you're going to come with me and we're going to have a good time. And if you don't do that, or you don't have a DJ that understands that kind of method. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of just like, ah, all right, cool. We played that yeah. record. I just heard it in my car. I'm good. Like, you how, know. how was the mic work from the DJ or the uh, MC? Did you hear anything? Um, Cause that's bits. obviously a big part of it as well. To like To holding bits. their hand. In yeah. 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 Little bits, not not like when I play out. I'd say sixty percent of my set is the power of how I use the match right. to how mm. I control the dance. And I think a lot of DJs in the UK that are like at a certain level, it's the same for them. Mm. Like right. how you control the dance, that mic work is mad important. Do you know what I mean? I think I'd have to go out and spend a lot more time. It'd be really interesting for you guys to come to the UK. Yeah. Spend the week with me. We should do that. Come and spend the week with me because I got I got I got my own clubs in the UK as well. Okay. Say no more. And they lit. All right. Yeah. Like there. so, you come play play at my spots. Okay. And then I'll come back over here and then we'll go out we'll and, and I'll see you guys playing. We'll yeah. see the difference. And then you'll see the difference and maybe we can film that. Yeah. We'll, just document we show that. we'll definitely document yeah. that. Yeah. Show we should that. do that. That's fine. Because because yeah. then you'd see the difference in how people react. Right. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, I. We get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, different. Yeah. it's different. out here. So I mean, so this weekend, so you 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 said Avenue. Is there any other spots that you you've uh, been to this weekend that you're like, yo, this is dope, or anything like that? I mean, I know it's still it's still early. I'm sure you yeah. probably hit some spots tonight. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna hit some spots tonight. Um, I, I was meant to go to Diddy's party last night. Yeah, but I was. Where was that? At his house. <laughs> yeah, club. but it was it was. I was like, by the time so we went to the Interscope joint last night. Which was at So House, and I always mm -hmm. go there anyway. Yeah, So House, and that's so obviously it's a different yeah. vibe. Yeah, it's a totally different situation. A little too bougie for you. Do you know what? I, I actually like So House. Just like 
not for a club to okay, party, yeah, yeah, but just yeah. to chill. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's just sit back and have a quiet drink. Was it the new one in, in downtown or is no, it the West, West Hollywood? Hollywood. Okay, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I ain't been to the downtown one yet. It's got a nice view. Has it? Yeah, I'm not trying to flex, my bad. Hold on, man. I got you. Niggas flex count for the day. The bag is getting bold for that as well. Love that. Yeah, I got it. My best friends are my biggest haters. It's all good. Can't say nothing out here. No, yeah, but Soho House is dope, man. You know. Yeah, I like Soho House. And obviously... That's a that's a British thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's the different tra- rooms and shit like yeah, that. And yeah, and it's travelled around the world now. And so I've, I've been using their spots for a while. There's some dope spots in the UK. They've got some dope spots in yeah. the UK. Crazy spots. Is Cirque still out in London? Yeah. It's yeah. still there, isn't it? Cirque's still there, Ben, isn't it? Cirque. Cirque, the soir. Still there, isn't it? Yeah. I went in 2013 or 14, and, and the vibe was crazy there. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to... I mean, it was all hip-hop, but it was like... It was older hip hop. It wasn't, and I know you guys call it R and B as well. Yeah. But it was it was older. It wasn't like the brand new whoever. Um, and they had a lot of different things going on in the club. Like yeah. there were people. There was it was a show as well. It wasn't just. Like, yeah, a lot. It's, it's interesting because a lot of the clubs, in, especially like the high end bottle clubs, yeah, because there's so much competition in London. Right. Yeah. They have to always bring something, something different extra. to the table. Yeah, because like there's a lot of money. In the same way here, you know, there's yeah. a lot of money. If you if you want people to spend their money, you gotta be bringing something other than just a DJ. Like the box, like the box is one of my favorite spots in London. A lot of people think you're know, crazy, bro. Like, but it's just weird. I think, <laughs> I think they've got one in New York as well. I haven't been to the one in New York, but apparently it's it's the, it's the same vibe. Mm. And you just go in there, and it's just like crazy. There'll be a DJ spinning. And then, you know, there's some, you get some sick DJs from the UK, like my, a bad boy hip hop DJ from the UK, um, Harry Love, big producer as well, spins in there quite a lot. And the vibe is just mad. Like, I don't even want to talk about the first thing that I ever saw when I went there. Because <laughs> people are going to think, you are fruity, weird guys. Yeah, off. yeah. Hey, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was like, the first, like, basically, you can do some research as to what happens at the box, but it is weird. But I like it because it's weird. And they yeah. just do weird stuff to entertain you. Right. And it's a bottle club, but the vibe is just lit. Again, if you guys come over, we'll go there and turn <laughs> we'll up do that as well. We'll do that. It's, 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 it's just a different experience. Right. You know, like, obviously, I'm in the club all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like last year, I said, oh, I'm going to step back a bit and not do as much. So I think we finished at 178 shows. Wow. The year before, I'd done 208. The year before that was 218. Oh shit. Yeah. So like I've been and I, that's been consistent for like over 10 years. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I play a lot of clubs. Um, so when I see something different like that, it's like, yeah. And that was a big thing with the clubs for me as well. I wanted to get involved. Right. Like wanted to have create my own vibe and put my own stamp on what's happening in club culture yeah. in the UK because it's changing and it's forever changing. Um, and we want to make sure that. We are we're representing what's happening right. in the clubs, so we can have. Well, what kind of that. changes do you see it going through? Well, you know, the UK, especially like the, the urban spots, it was always about big DJs and PAs, and that's what would bring people out. But what's happened now in the UK is a lot of these artists they're superstars, so they've outpriced themselves for the clubs. Mm, gotcha. So there's been a catch-22. So the way clubs historically would work in the UK is that you'd have a promoter who would book the talent yep. and promote the event. That promoter would 
obviously take the door. And in some cases, take a split of the bar, depending right. on how big of a promoter they were. Right. Um, but now the artists are priced themselves, so it doesn't make sense for the promoter no more. Because, right. right. you know, for like, even like the, you know, your, your artists that are popping, but not the superstars, they're going to cost you at least like 10, 15K. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? So Easy. if you're in a, a club that's a thousand capacity, you 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 got to charge fifteen pounds just to break even. Just to break yeah. even. So for the promoters, it don't make sense no more. Right. And then so what happens is the club struggles because then a lot of the people that own the clubs they're not really in touch with what's happening. Right. Yeah. So they're not then putting on the right artists. So then the events are dead. Right. And the clubs are dead. Yeah. Right. So for me, I was like, all right, I don't really care about the door. It doesn't make sense for me to care about the door. I don't have a great relation. I have great relationships with all the artists, and I have a good network where I can still afford to pay the top artists and make money via the bar. So it still makes sense in terms of a business, and then it gives the consumer, the people that are coming to party, the best experience. And this is you mean? as a club owner. As a club owner. Got you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, that's just in general how I've seen things change. Right. The bottle clubs are different. And like you have so many different like different levels of clubs in the UK. So you've got super clubs in the UK, and there's loads, yeah. which are like 3,000, 4,000 capacity, right. where you know like you'll get them in town centers all over the, the UK. Then you've got like bottle clubs, which right. are always smaller, normally like yeah. 500, 600 yeah. capacity. Um, then you've got like members clubs, which are like two, like so high type five. Right. There's loads of them across the UK. So it's like, all right. Find a balance where you can get people that want to go to the bottle club and have that VIP experience. Right. But at the same time, you can have people that just want to come, enjoy the music and turn up, but ain't really looking to spend four, five, six thousand pounds a night. Right. So having a balance where you can have all of those people in one spot yeah. enjoying themselves. And that's what we've tried to create with the new clubs. Dope. Damn. Yeah. Dope. And yeah. it's still hip hop driven. Oh yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. Like on some of the nights, we'll do some dance parties. Yeah, but like the two worlds are very like integrated in terms of culture, club culture in the UK. Right. Like it's our spots are urban, hip hop spot, but they're very the lines quite blurred. You know what I mean? You get the same people right coming to each show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it seems like you're a pretty savvy businessman. Along with the club, you do have a vodka yeah. brand. Yeah. Uh, how do I, is it Al Vodka? AU Vodka. AU Vodka. Yeah. Okay. So it's the element of gold, AU 79. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's gone crazy. Like, we're out selling Ciroc in the UK. Wow. wow. Which is crazy. All because of you? Man, let me hold on. Give, give the man his flowers. <laughs> gotcha, how, how, how can we get that you're over here? You know, we've just, we just, just done a deal over here to bring it over here. Dope. Yeah, so it's, it's, it'll be coming here this year. Okay. Yeah, so we've just done a, a good deal. We've got a good distributor over here to bring it over here. Nice. So this year, it'll be here. Like, and so, uh, you know, it's something that we've been building over a period of time as well. Okay. Like, again, like, I've always, because, you know, I'm a part of what's happening in in culture in the UK so I see it like the same the vape situation when that first popped off I was yeah. in the club yeah. I seen everyone vaping I'm like yo I need to get on this vape thing yeah. so I made a vape juice went crazy vape juice yeah hey. I called wow. it fatty's juice and this was early days yeah, don't yeah. ever offer me a juice bro no do <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it you know what it went crazy over there went crazy no, Done the same, and then it was the same thing with the vodka like I just you know we're, all, all of us are drinking Goose, 
Ciroc. Right. And I'm like, yo. And I'm seeing how the man I'm over here have gone about doing it. Yeah. You know, Diddy's, your Callies, and yeah. how the Yazio Ciroc have gone about integrating their brand into the culture and into the lifestyle. And I thought, you know what? We can do that over here. Yeah. We can, yeah. We're going to do it. So anyway, we started it. Had like a really smart strategy in terms of how we'd make it classy and, um, you know, integrate into the culture and into the lifestyle without forcing it upon people. So it was a process. Yeah. And then we, when we dropped our first flavoured um, vodka, which was in October, it just went it? black grape. Okay. Oh. Wow. It just went crazy. Send that like, this way. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know if you get KA over here or is it big? Do you get big over here? So it's like a, it's like a brand of who do black grape soft drink. Mm. Or the Fanta one. Okay, Fanta. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, it tastes yeah. exactly like that. Okay. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, like people no. drink and the, and the liquor's purple. Oh, man. So it's just gone wild. Like, every, like literally every time we repress, it sells out. Sure. So we can't at the moment we can't produce it that's, fast enough. Mm, that's a problem to have. It's a great problem to have. <laughs> like literally selling out right. every week. Right. And we're producing huge volumes. If you send me a case, I'm gonna resell one. Yeah, do you know, <laughs> and, you know what? People are re so pe people are reselling yeah. the vodka, which is crazy. Right. You know, because obviously that the, the reselling culture is wild. Yeah. You guys, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But people are reselling the vodka. Is, right. is the AU vodka the only vodka you have at your club? Of course. <laughs> the only one. You don't have to answer this, but uh, I, I don't know the exact, how it was exact, or 50 cents exact situation with his vodka. But every time he performs, I heard he gets a check from the vodka and the club. And it's kind of like a split down the middle. Because they clear the shelves and they put his yeah, up there? I, I think he sold, yeah, he's, he's sold, like, he sold he, his shares. Yeah. I think he sold effing. Yeah. Like he, like, do you know what? He's someone who I've always looked up to mm -hmm. in terms of business. Yeah. Like he's one of the shrewdest businessmen out there. Yeah. Period. Like the effing vodka situation, he, the way he presented that, I think was genius. Yeah. And I, like, I, I may be wrong. I don't know. But I heard that he sold that to Diageo for 100 M's. Yeah, wow. that's I what I heard. He's, he's yeah. done with it. Yeah. I think he. So he's completely done. I, I might be wrong, but that's what I was told. I yeah. was told from a good source that, you know, when you look at what he did, he's smart. Like yes. he built that up in the space of under a year. It's like what he did with the water, the vitamin water. Vitamin water. Yeah, vitamin water. Like he built it up using his brand, yeah. his network, and his yeah. relationships to a point where it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. How much? How much are you giving me? And with the Adjo, who obviously owns the rock, they're probably looking at him like, you're a problem, man. Right, yeah. we'll, so, just mean, we'll just take you out of the way. We'll just take you out of the way. Yeah. And that's what yeah. they did. Yeah. And that's, like, for him, that's great business. Yeah. That's that's why I f he's a genius. Right. Yeah. I think he's one of the shrewdest businessmen I've ever seen, period. Not just in our culture. Yeah. But period. So, he's a genius. I think in business, too, like, in just in general, right? Like, your goal, if, if you're not emotionally attached to the brand, because that's typically that's the hardest, the, that's that's the hardest that's, part. That's how it normally starts, right? Because right. it's normally a passion. Because it's your baby. It's your baby. Yeah. yeah. And you've seen it grown. Yeah. But if someone's cutting that check, if you have the emotional detachment to it, I mean, your goal is to to get in early sell and, and sell out, yeah. you know, at, at its peak before it gets cold. Cause yeah. Would FM still be popping? I don't mm. know. Even yeah. Sorok did their thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's smart. I mean, look what right. they've done. Yeah, I so. want to. Um, I want to get into fire in the booth. 
Oh, yeah. I think that's the real reason we are here. People yeah. are excited. The listeners probably know you best for that. Um, Joe, you us, got bars. Go. Tell us, <laughs> tell us how uh, Fire in the Booth came about. And then I will also talk about how someone like Tim Westwood played a role in your personal career because Fire in the Booth is similar to his, what mm-hmm. he had going on yep. with BBC. Yep. And then um, you also did a freestyle on yeah, Tim West. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tim West show. Yeah. So let's let's, let's talk talk about that. So that Find the Booth was something that I created before I joined the BBC. Around the same time as being Charlie Sloth. Okay. And obviously when I got the opportunity to join the BBC and I do a rap show on there, for me it was like, all right, how do I present something that supports these MCs and artists that I care about, that I'm passionate about, You're and right. is able to showcase their ability as just sick MCs, sick rappers. And I've always been mad about branding. Branding's super important to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand the power of branding. Yeah. And at the time, people were doing freestyle sessions, but people were just calling it a freestyle session. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Ain't no brand in that. Right. Like you can't, there's no, you can't tell the difference between a Westwood freestyle or a Funk Flex freestyle, mm-hmm. apart from the fact that it's Tim Westwood and Funk Flex. Right. Yeah. You but can't that, Google it. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a standalone asset. Right. They couldn't walk away from the asset because they are the asset. Right. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. Whereas I didn't want to be the asset. Right. I wanted the brand to be the asset. And that was the power in it. It wasn't about me. Yeah. I, like, I, I didn't ever want to support an artist for, for, the, for me to be like, well, look at me as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm out here. I'm shining. It was always about yeah. the artist. And still, that's still my mentality now. The artist comes before anything. Mm. I'll never put myself in a position to benefit myself over an artist's career. I just wouldn't. I won't ever. Like, and I, I'll, I'll live by that right. for my whole career. Um, so Friday Proof was b- born out of that, you know, and... It was a regional thing first, right? Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was just yeah. people from, from London. You know, it was, what a platform for them! Yeah, and it, it, I imagine BBC is at it, the top. You know what? It was of crazy. The, yeah. So when I joined the BBC, this was at a time when obviously YouTube was just starting to right. pop off, yeah. just starting to pop off. So when I joined, the boss said to me like, "What are your aspirations?" And I said, "I'm going to do two things." And he's like, "What's that?" I said, "I'm going to get a million views on a video, a freestyle video, in the first three months." Mm-hmm. And he's like. Okay, like, this is radio. People didn't care. You know what I mean, right. I w- this is a radio station. He was like, "Who's doing, bro?" Nice one. <laughs> and then he's like, well, "Okay, what's the other thing?" I said, "I'm going to replace Tim Westwood." Mm. And he's like, "Okay." They <laughs> <laughs> probably sat there thinking, "Yo, yeah, this fat like, you guy is for the stars." You know what I mean? He's looking at me like this little fat kid is crazy. <laughs> and um, he, like, he laughed. He actually laughed at me, and I was like, "Why are you laughing?" He's like, "Do you know how many times I've heard that about the Westwood comment?" And I was like, "You'll see." I said, give me five years. And he's like, okay, cool. Nice one, Charlie. Anyway, so in the second month, it was the first month, actually, the first month of me doing Fran the Booth, I'd done a video that done over a million views. It was the K-Coke video. He ended up getting signed to Rock Nation, to wow. Jay-Z. Yeah. At the time, it was a massive story. Yeah. And he was an artist who was really from the hood, like a really serious youth. You know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, I, I put a, a real shift in at the BBC. Within eight months, I was doing breakfast as well as breakfast, weekend breakfast as well as the rap, the rap hip hop mix show on a Friday night, which is a graveyard shift. It was like one to four in the morning, mm. and then um, then within two years, 
I've got drive time. Um, and then within three years, so and so Westwood used to do drive time. So yeah. I, I replaced Westwood on drive time. And then within three years, um, I got the call from the main, main boss who was like, yo, um, do you want to replace Westwood on the Saturday Night Rap Show? Which wow. was like, right. that was like the holy, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like the holy, holy grail is the biggest, yeah. biggest, biggest rap show in Europe. Yeah. yeah. Goes out across the whole country on a Saturday night. It was huge. It was huge out here in the States. Yeah. Like, and that's he how was, I knew about the UK scene because yeah, of Westwood. He yeah. was huge. Like he was yeah. the guy, do you know what I mean? And um, so they said, like, do you want to do the show? Do you want to take your show? And I was like, yo, of course. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the first time. Like, I'm not really an emotional guy. But I think that was the first time I ever got emotional. Like a little right. tear might have even run down my cheek. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, wow, I'm doing yeah. a Saturday night rap show. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was like the dream. Right. So the same boss who laughed at me. So I got, I got the phone call and they said, all right, we're going to, we're going to PR it at midday. It's going to go out at midday. And then we're going to announce it that you're replacing Tim and you're going to be doing the Saturday Night Rap Show. I was like, sick. Yeah. So this, the boss who laughed at me, I went and sat on his desk. Um, and I, it was like 5 to 12. And I knew that email would be in his inbox yeah. at 12 o'clock. I sat on his desk. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, great, man. You know, things are good. 12 o'clock hits. That email drops into his folder yeah um and at the bbc you know everything is very you know they, they do a great job of keeping things secretive until it's announced yeah so only like two three people in the building will know something's happening right and he wasn't privy to the information gotcha um so it, the email hits in his account and i'm like yo remember that conversation yeah where i told you i'm gonna replace westwood yeah and i'll do it in five I did it in free. Mm. And he's like, yo, I take my heart off, bro. Respect to you, my guy. You did mm. it. And now, again, that was a massive thing for me. You know, I have nothing but respect and admiration for Tim, for all the things that he's done for yeah. the culture in the UK and, and just being a, like a, a bad boy DJ. Do you know what I mean? He really represented what's going on in the UK to the best of his ability. But for me to come in and do that, it was a huge thing for me and I think a lot of UK artists, right. a lot of UK artists at the time was like, yeah. yeah like, yeah. we on now. Now right. Sloth's there, we on. Because it's yeah. a bigger platform. Like the right. mid and that, that's when Final Booth really, really started to kick in. Right. Yeah. Because we, it was going out on a Saturday night and you'd have the whole country locked in. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? So it was crazy. The video would go online, it would just go nuts. Right. Um, so yeah. I noticed I noticed that last year you you posted your top ten on Instagram top ten um, views for yeah. artists that were they fire in the booth, and Drake was seven. Yeah. And Drake in America is the biggest thing, in in the country. Yeah. And I imagine I, I I thought biggest thing in the world, and but it didn't really make sense to me why he was his views were only at eleven million at, and he came in at number seven yeah. in the UK. So that made me question. I know Drake is a big thing in the UK, but how big is he or is, is he? Uh, Drake's huge. So, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out like what. But do uh, you know what it is? It's like, I feel like the fire in the booth situation is, it's a it's a very hardcore fan base. It's like a cult following yeah. almost, you know, like the people that go and check fire in the booth, like they really want to see someone go 
in and Drake went in. Like yeah. Drake, it's not that Drake didn't go in, but yeah. for these artists, for me, it's not until they do like two, three different tracks. Yeah. Mm. Different freestyles that people are really like, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. they've got like, there's a, a variation of their skill set that's on display. Everyone knows Drake and everyone in the UK loves Drake. Like Drake, like it's mad because Drake is almost British in the UK. <laughs> it's real. Like yeah. he's, right. he's one of the only artists, and this is a fact, that can go anywhere. Yeah. Right. Like you can't go anywhere in the UK. Like mm. a lot of the artists from over here, they've got like crazy security, yep. police. Right. Like when they come to the UK, because a lot of people was coming to the UK and getting stuck up. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? In a bad way. It was happening too often. Right. But he's one of the only ones, probably one of the only ones that can go anywhere. He can go to any hood and he is good. He's not mm. getting charged the, the tax. Nah, no tax. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Differently. Mm. Like, so yeah, like the respect for Drake is wild out there. And so the love it's like a very purist audience. Yeah, yeah. So for a lot of people, it's like, oh, that's Drake. He's a superstar. Forgetting that man can actually rap. Yeah. Right. yeah. So judging it and dismissing it before it even happens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's happened a few times. Um, but I thought it was dope. Yeah. I thought it was dope. I would have loved it to be longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I thought it was dope. I love Drake. I yeah. think he's like, he's a stand-up guy as well. Like mad humble, like a good person. Right. Do you know what I mean? Don't, it's not arrogant. Like he's a good, good dude, man. Right. Yeah. One thing I really liked, uh, I think that you said in, a, in an interview is that it's not about the numbers, it's about the quality. Yeah, and it rap. is. For me, it's, you know, like it's mad as well. Because a lot of people always like, but you're always gassed. Like you're always like, that was sick. Pressing yeah. your bombs. You never say one was shit. And that's because if it's shit, it don't make it. Right. <laughs> we exactly. don't care. I don't put it out. That was how often yeah. has that happened? That's happened a lot. Yeah. It's happened a lot. It still happens. Yeah. Know, it's still, there's a ton. There's, and there's, a, there's some from artists that you'd be like, whoa. Has anybody pressed you? Nah. I mean, I've had a Was few... there a fight in the booth? Nah. <laughs> nah. And there's, a, there's been a couple awkward situations in right. the booth. Do you know what I mean? Like, very awkward. You didn't drop a bomb on them? Nah. Like... Nah. But you know, like, there, there was, there's, a, there's, a, there's a big artist in the UK called Chip. Okay. And there was a lot of beef going on um, between him and another artist. And he thought I was taking sides. Never uh, did. Never right, have. Right, right, right. But he was like, you took sides? I like, no, never. I played both the records. Do you know what I mean? I'd, yeah. And I'd never give my opinion on who won. Because I didn't think that's fair for me yeah. to do that on a right. platform that big. Right. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Um, and then he had come and done the final booth and dissed me. To my face. <laughs> on your show. <laughs> on my show. Jesus. And he's like, freestyle. Wait a minute. I was like, you know, like, I respect it. No, like, I respect it. I don't, I don't, I just whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a grown man. Like, that words ain't going to offend me. No. I respect no it. More no more bombs for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was all, but do you know what? It actually made me respect him more. The fact that he had the balls and the audacity right. to come up and say that shit to my face. Yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Like, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? And There's been awkward that, situations. And you aired that of one? Of course. Yeah, 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 but it's been Yeah, I mean, if I didn't, it would have looked bad, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. You know I mean? right. Like you really are taking sides. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah, right, right, right. So, um, but yeah, there's been loads that haven't made the cut. That I've been like, I've been like, yo, like, sorry, that's not getting out. Right, and that and you're you're a big believer in just like it's got to be your best. So it's your best, and yep. it doesn't shine. So you've definitely had even you've done more than one take. It's not like... Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, And I, I'm very honest when it comes to the recording, the, the whole process of it. Okay. If I think someone can get a better take, 
I'd be like, yo, let's go again, man. It's, it's almost like, a, it's especially now in the new situation with Friday Booth, where it's treated a lot more like a recording session than it is mm. just a freestyle session. Because I, I want it to be perfect. Because we've got the tools to do that, why not? Right. Why not give the, the, the listener, the fan, the best possible experience? Do you know what I mean? Making it as good and as clean as we can for them. Right. Yeah. yeah, we, we all... hear the uh, the reverb and the echoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to make it feel bigger. Yeah, yeah. You know it's I mean? just about as legendary as uh, the basement with Tigger and Rap City. I love that. Like that. That was after school. That was after school straight to yeah. the basement. That was crazy. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so that. your your personal top two, your personal top favorite artists, Fire in the Booth, both two from UK, two from the States. That's so hard. Like, on the spot. Yeah. Like, it's like saying, you're sloth. Which one is your favorite child? You know what I'm saying? It's like... We all have them. We just don't want to admit it. <laughs> the one that's going to take care of us when we retire. That's the one. That's this is coming favorite. for three guys with no kids. So, it's, it's, so yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, I like all of them. And it always sounds so cliche when I say it. Or like corny. Like I just like well, each what, one for different reasons. What was the most surprising? What was like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting you, that from you. Um... I don't know. There's not really been any that have surprised me like that. That made me be like, whoa, I didn't see that coming because obviously I've done my research yeah. and I kind of know what the artist is capable of before they've come up. Right. Um, but uh, there's there's certain ones that li will live with me forever just because of the moments that they were. So like the Wretch 3-2 and Avellino one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like that for me is just a magic moment. Is that the one that got number one? The, yeah, the views. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's just a real magic moment where something special was captured. Right. So th those are his favorite. Yeah, it's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what about American? <laughs> <laughs> what American artist caught well. your attention? Now, I, know that, I know that the Juice World one. Went huge. Ah, uh, that was that was after, special man. after his passing. Yeah, you know what I mean, because you guys recorded that. When did you guys record? This exactly? time, it was this time last year. Oh, wow. It was around Grammys week. Yeah. And like, you know, before things popped for Juice. Wait, he recorded that in the UK no. during Grammys week? Or in, you guys in, didn't it? It was here. Okay, okay. It was I was about LA. to say Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, like before things really went crazy for him, we was chatting. I just thought, this guy is sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he done something as well while I was at the BBC. And we was meant to do a fire in the booth then, but our schedules didn't make sense. Yeah. So we, we didn't get it done. So we was like, all right, well, we'll make it happen soon. And then when I came over, he was here. He was like, yo, let's do it. And like, he was, he was one of them dudes who's just such a purist. Like there's no, bull, it was, no bullshit. It's like, yo, I love doing this. This is what I want to do. Let's do it. Let's do it. And that was, it's the same for me as well. I don't care about politics, labels. I just want to create special moments. Do you know what I mean? And give a platform for artists to do that. Yeah. And it was, it was like, we knew then that that was a mad moment. And it was all, it was all literally walking in. Yo, what's up? You good? Yeah, how things been? Let's, let's roll out tonight. Yeah, 100%. It's like, here's the beats, let's go. And it was that. It yeah. weren't, it was like, sometimes people come in and they're trying to psych themselves up and, you know, right. they're walking around. But this, it was just effortless. Right. Effortless. He's like, yo, roll the beats on. I'm not, I'm saying, I said to you before, I'm like, which beats? He's like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, there's a folder, just roll them, man. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Gotta respect that. Especially Gotta respect someone that. at his age. Yeah, yeah. his age. Yeah. And it was just like, that was all 
one take. We oh, didn't take we didn't wow. take anything out of that 15 minute moment. Yeah, he had he had one of the longest freestyles, or I yeah, guess you it's know. Like what I mean? I'll run something longer. That's something like, like Tim's that, yeah. Tim's one as well. It's like an hour, he's got a Westwood with freestyle, Jeez. which is like a, a freestyle of Westwood, which is like an hour long. Wow. Which is like when you see that, it's like, whoa. But I think the fire in the booth, there was just there's there was a level of greatness in that. Like a real like for that to be off the dome as well, because that like something you have to clear up. A lot of people think that people coming in and freestyle. Right. That don't happen. Yeah. Right. That's that's not a thing. That's not been a thing for 10 years, maybe longer. Longer. Yeah. Right. People don't come in and freestyle. They're written that people are prepared right. for that session. For Whereas that my man was freestyling. Yeah. Wow. I listened to it and I and again he was one of the guys that I wasn't really expecting much from. Cause I thought he would have that same scenario come in there with some something that was written, yeah. you know, pre before. And as he started to, you know, when he started it, I was like, okay, it's a freestyle. Yeah. So I got fucked with it. And then as it progressed, I was like, oh shit. He was like, writing hooks in yo, there. Yo, he, he, he wrote a hook. That's <laughs> why I was like, whoa. oh shit. <laughs> like, I was like, he's actually going off right yeah. now. And I was, he was one of the ones that I watched that I was actually surprised. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay. And I had respect. And this was before his passing, obviously. Yeah, you know. Man. Um, and I was like, okay. And I had a level, uh, obviously a level of respect for him after watching that. And I was like, damn, this is dope. He's dope. He's yeah. dope. And that, you know what, that was, that, that, without a doubt, is probably one of my favorite Final Booths ever. And mm. I think this, the, you know, a lot of people was like, what is that because he's dead now? Nah, like, I thought that at the time. Right. Like, after we recorded, I hit him up and I said to him, this is one of the best Final Booths ever. Because when I sat down and edited it, and you, you know, I get, I get excited. Like, when I, when I listen back to a Final Booth, I'm like, whoa, and yeah. you relive that moment. You know, yeah. at the time, it's yeah. special. But when you're, you're playing it back, and again, because I said it was just, it was one take. It's very rare that I'm just, all I have to do is mix and master it. Right. I didn't have to edit it. Right. I weren't chopping it, to, chopping and slicing. It was like, all right, cool, mix, master, done. Right. So it was like, I knocked it out. We, we had that ready the next day, both the audio and the video. Crazy. Crazy. This, time next, this time last year, but there was a lot of politics around it being released. Gotcha. And now it was just like, you know what? Can't deal with this. And I'd speak to him and obviously Hip Boy as well. Be like, yo, like, let's get this out. And Hip Boy's like, yeah, let's get it out. And Juice is like, yeah, let's get it out. But then the world don't work like that. The power in the music be, industry, yeah. you know what I mean? So then when it when that ha the, the tragedy of him passing came about, I was like, do you know what? Because normally with a fire in the booth, you know, it'll go on Apple Music, it'll be monetized, everyone involved will get money. Then obviously on YouTube, it's monetized, people get money. I was just like, look. I just need people to see this. Right. And there'd be no monetization right. whatsoever. So there's no one that needs to be spoke to or spoken about. I just need people to see this. To see this. Yeah. And that's why we put it out on Christmas Day and it was just like, enjoy it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was a fan. Yeah. Like, and a lot of the people that come up, I'm just a fan. I'm a fanboy. I still have to control myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just cool when I'm in the room with them. And yeah. I never, I just treat them as humans, right? So you just right. treat them with the same respect you treat any other human. But secretly inside, there's like a fanboy, like beating on my chest. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh my god, I can't believe this is my man. He, like, do you know, like yeah. even when, like with enough of these rappers, they're like, "Yo, let's go and hang out." Like, oh my god, do you know? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. so weird. Are you uh, recording any more? Any out here? While you're out here, you gonna use? Yeah, the we've, we're recording ten out here. 
Of course, it's Grammy weekend. You got every yeah, artist got, in yeah, one place. Yeah, you're just yeah, we're recording cool, cool 10 you, here. Can you name any of the artists you're going to be recording? Or is um, that on the raps for now? What if they I, don't make the cut? Yeah, well, yeah. Be well they don't know that they, they don't have their shit together. I, I'm going to tell you one, yeah? Okay. Um, I don't know when this is dropping, but I'm going to tell you one because this was one that mad excited me. I don't know how much it's going to excite you, but for me, I was like, this is going to be hard. But there's two actually that I'm recording. I'll tell you one, the two that I'm gassed about. But one of them that I'm recording this week is Kevin Gates. Oh, shit. Wow. Like, I'm a fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think my man's hard. Yeah. And I, I think he really, he really spun off the hard melodic thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he was the first to really, obviously, it's been people have brought different elements and different like flips on that whole style. But he was the first for me that was like hard and could go between the both. Yeah. The rapping, hard rapping, and then melodic card rapping. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that, I'm excited about that. And that's, I know he's going to be, I think he'll go hard. Yeah. yeah. Kev's a man. He's yeah. A, he's good, crazy. Good friend of the shop. Um, uh, for, for our DJ listeners, I'm curious, uh, I want to ask this for them. The Box is the biggest song out here. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to know how that's doing in the UK. And I'm also curious to know what, um, what songs stand out or what are go to songs out there because. Out here, sometimes we play East Coast music and sometimes we don't. Vice versa, East Coast doesn't. I think I've heard New York DJs say we use the Mustard song as songs as openers and then our primetime sets are the 70 BPMs um, hits. That's, so, that's interesting you say that. That's pretty much, that's how it, how it will work in the UK. Okay. So like the, 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 the DJs that are really out of there and really know how to work the crowd, their sets will start at like 90 to 100 BPM, yeah. Yeah. and they'll kind of gradually work their way up to the 70, 140, 150, yeah. mm -hmm. 75. Yeah. Um, and, it's, yeah, it's, and that's how I I'll always program my sets like that. I'll always start at the 90, 85, 90, 100, yeah. 110, 120, 25, 30, up to the 140, half 70. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, the box is huge. Yeah. Like, Biggest song of the night in the UK? One of the biggest. Okay. But I shut up with that. In, in the UK now, it's, it's a great variation between American and UK. Right. Yeah. Like, the UK records probably get more love than the US records now. Right. The yeah. artists are superstars out there. Right. You know, like your D-Block Europe's, your gigs, Stormzy, yeah. Dave, yeah. Fredo. There's so many artists that are huge. Huss. Right. Huss. So What's, many artists that are just shutting it down. So like, you, you'll find that the big records that really resonate over here will kind of make their way to the, to the UK. I think the cultures are closer than they've ever been. Right. Like, I really do. Like, when I'm over here and I see, and you know, when some of the American artists come over and they see what it's like in the UK now, it's, it's so close. It's never been as close as it is in terms of lifestyles and culture. Yeah. Apart from people standing around in the clubs not enjoying themselves. In your opinion, wh what is um, is there a UK artist that you think that's going to cross over to the states and really, really like elevate? Yeah, in, in 100%, the states, hundred percent. Which which UK artist you? Think? I, I think there's a few that can, and I think there's a, a few that definitely will this year. And that's something like one of my priorities in the next eighteen months is being a part of that story and that narrative. And right. that was a big part of me joining Apple Music, you know, mm. um, and the Beats One team is being able to introduce and expose these artists to an international audience right. and having the support 
of the biggest company in the world yeah. to do that. Yeah. And they really saw the vision when I spoke to them about it before I left the BBC to join them. And that was a big part of me leaving. Mm. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of artists that have that real credibility and that real buy-in with American artists. Um, and I feel like their music could work and resonate here. I think the first one is Giggs. Yeah. Like, he's unfortunately not allowed in the country. <laughs> Jesus. Um, because obviously he's got quite a crazy past. Yeah. So right. America will let him in. He's trying to address that in a minute. I feel like if he gets here, yeah. especially in New York and in Atlanta, like gonna be it, his stuff will pop. Huge. Right. You think uh, all those features that he had on Drake's album really helped him? Ah, out? crazily, yeah. crazily. Because you know, every, like, like he's a good friend of mine. Like, he's my guy. So like, you be with him and fuck be on the phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's just normal. Like any and anyone who comes to the UK checks in with gigs. Mm. Yeah. Like he's he's the like the governor, the landlord. That's what everyone <laughs> gotcha. calls him, the landlord. Yeah. 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 Like if you go right. to if you if you're coming over, you'll check in with him. So like right. he's got records with everyone and everyone always wants to work with him. And there's a certain amount of credibility and respect that you get in Europe from working with him. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um and then there's D Bot Europe. Like these guys are crazy. And like I think in terms of sound, they, it, it's very similar to what's happening over here at the minute with, with rap and yeah. hip hop in terms of, you know, the, you know, the Roddy, the, the little babies, that, that, that vibe, the yeah. melodic vibe. They've got that thing going on using a lot of U, like UK terminology and slang, right. but the American people seem to get it. And again, it's a thing where every artist, when they're coming over, they're like, yo, I want to do a tune with these, man. Like to the point where labels over here have been hitting me up, trying to make me connect the dots between them and American labels. Because in the UK, you know, they was like, yo, we'll give you six million, seven million. They're like, nah, I don't need your money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So then obviously now it's, it's got to the point where America's like, all right, what do you want? And they've got so many records with big American artists um, that everybody wants to get into bed with them. So right. I know that they, this year they're going to do, they, they've got a few moments that will happen internationally with big artists that will definitely put them on the map over here. And it's right. just what they do from there. Once they've got the ear, because they can actually come here, um, what they do with that. So I think I think this year, they'll make a real statement. Dope, dope. Yeah. yeah. We're so, excited to see that. I got to ask this question. It's Grammy weekend. Uh, there's You're the man. Uh, I don't know about that. Come on. Stop. And you're humble now. now. I know you're humble too. So I gotta ask, who's the most famous person in that phone? Oh, wow. the contacts list. Um, and I have a follow up question to that. But. I don't know. I don't. Um, I got loads of people in there, right? Like you name someone, I'll tell you if I've got them. You got Drake personal line? Yeah, in there? of course, yeah. Drake's my guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, who's bigger than Drake right now? Though? There ain't no one bigger than Drake. <laughs> you got Prince in there? Who? Prince? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't got no royalty in there. I actually... No, I haven't. I haven't. No Jay-Z? Royalty. I haven't got Jay's personal number. Okay. Either. I wouldn't mind having that in there. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Kanye? Soon. I haven't got Kanye's. In due time, right? Yeah, How's maybe. That? One day. How's uh how's Pop Smoke doing over here in the UK? He's huge. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, he's, he's my guy as well. Okay. Like, he's a good guy. Yeah, what a lot of time for him. 
Well, fire in the booth? Pops he's done one. He's, he's done, done one already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's done that. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's done one. Like, Don't worry about him. <laughs> like he's good. You know what? He's, he, he, this year, I think he's going to have an incredible year. And I've heard a lot of the music. Like, he's ready. He's, he's ready, ready to go. And yeah. you know, it's funny because he's using a lot of UK producers. Like, the sound is a very mm. UK sound. That's it's a like UK, a drill sound. UK right? drill sound. Yeah, yeah. And that's really resonating in New York right now. Right. Smart. There's a lot of synergy between yep. the UK and the US scene in New York and London right now. Like yep. the artists are rapping and using the same flows and like talking in about the same stuff on the same beats. Same exactly. Like five, uh, five EO, uh, what's his name? Five EO four? Yeah, he's yeah. crazy as well. Yeah. Similar, I think yeah. similar style. Maybe his tone is a little like, you know, lighter yeah. than uh, Pop Smokes, but yeah. But you talked about, you know, uh, moving over to Apple Music and, yep. and Beats One. What can your current, you know, fans, some of your new fans expect from Charlie Sloth moving forward with uh, Apple Music and, and Beats One? I know I know that you're bringing Fire in the Booth over with you with those guys, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, I'm, like, for me, it's about creating an international network. Okay. So, like, it's not just America for me. Like, I, I obviously want to be able to do a lot more here and support a lot of artists that ain't like A-listers and tier ones. I want to be able to really put on in the same way I did in the UK for artists that are trying to get to that level. Do you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. going to find a balance of having people that are just hot in their, in their hood to having the biggest artists in the world, the country. And I want to do that around the world. Mm. Not just here, not just in the UK. You know, I've been having conversations and that's the beauty of Apple Music. It's an international company. Way bigger right. platform. It's a huge platform. Yeah. And, you know, each territory has their own office, their own management. And so something that's important for me is making sure that like, we utilize that right. to present a truly international platform for the artists and as well for the consumer. Right. So then we, like the people that are listening, the fans, it, like for me, that's a, a real important thing is that they get to experience stuff or get educated on stuff that they weren't really up on before. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, so for me this year, it is about making it an international proposition rather than it being... Even now, a lot of people are like, yeah, well, that's a UK thing. You do that and you get love in the UK. Do you right. know what I mean? Whereas mm -hmm. that's not the case no more. Right. You know, like now with Fire in the Booth, we want it to get to the point where when we press go, you're going to be on the homepage of Apple Music yeah. right, in over 100 countries in the world. <sighs> and then it's a game changer. And that's what we're working on now and what we're working towards. And we'll see that a lot this year. Right. And that, that just changes so much. Right. So much for artists around the world. The British invasion. Man. It's not a British, <laughs> not a British invasion. You know, I'm, 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 it's, it's, it's the, the alliance. The alliance. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Because you really don't see yeah. anything like fire in the booth on an international level. Yeah. It's, you know it's, 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 it's never really been done. And for me, I'm always, I've got to push myself. Right. Otherwise I get bored, man. I get complacent. <laughs> right. I need to challenge myself. Like, all right, what's next? So like, this is a challenge for me because no one, no one ain't done that. So like, and if we're able to do that, you know, my ideal situation is that we can create a hub where an artist knows they can come to, no matter what stage in your career you're at, and you can get an opportunity that will showcase you to the world. Right. Mm, yeah. And you know, obviously the internet changed everything in terms of scale and accessibility, but there's nowhere where you can press go and it goes out to the world. Yeah, right. If you press go on YouTube, you can have 100 million subscribers, but not everyone in the world is going to get fed that. Gonna get fed that. Yeah. Whereas with Apple, you can press go, and it's going around it's the world. Everywhere. It's going around it's the world. everywhere. 
The universe. The universe. The best looking exactly. uh, fat, fat guy, guy in the, the universe. universe. That's the yeah. point. I like this guy. Confidence <laughs> level. I got it. So oh, go ahead. I gotta ask this as a, as a husky person, as a husky yeah, fellow, right? So um, we're gonna bond right now. <laughs> so um, you were on Hot Ones. Yeah. Right. Amazing episode. Uh, beard you. has grown out now. Yeah. So um, what's your favorite spot to go to eat in LA? I gotta ask. Um, do you know, I haven't really got one yet, man. I need some. I need some more education. Okay. Need, do you know, know how hard this thing is? Yeah. I mean, look, there's education, yeah, right? But you Experience. Know what? <laughs> like, I've, I've just this year turned pescatarian. Oh, oh, shit. oh so that's it. Yeah. I mean, but listen, you're in the perfect place for yeah, that. Yeah, I've noticed that. No, it's, I've yeah, noticed that. I've, I've started to sit, and the, the the most bizarre thing is that up until this year, I didn't even eat seafood. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't even eat seafood. I didn't like when's your, it. When's your birthday? August twentieth. Oh, I don't know mm. what time that is. All right. You gotta check out spots in like Malibu, man. Yeah. Everything on the co on the PCH. Yeah. Amazing, amazing seafood over there. Yeah, I need I need education. Seafood I need education on the food front here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Are you uh, are you out are you DJing out a lot these days? This year I'm trying to cut it down. Okay. Hunt, like we've I think it was 75 shows we said done with this year. And they're done. That's cutting it down? Yeah. <laughs> did you, you didn't yeah. hear the numbers earlier? Yeah, it was 178 last <laughs> year. And that was me cutting down. So like this year, I'm, like, I'm really... Because I've got my own festival as well. Okay. In the UK oh, yeah, called Fire in the Park. So like, I'm, I'd much rather kind of limit what I'm doing than keep overexposing myself. Because right. I've, I've done so much for the last decade. Do you need openers for that word? I appreciate that. Really? I'm being serious about <laughs> oh, coming to the, You guys should come to the UK. No, we're down to check come, it out. Come, come spin up my you're, you're spots. You're cool with play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll take your Lambos out of Ferraris or whatever cars <laughs> yeah, you have. Don't worry. We'll <laughs> borrow them for a couple we're days. We're going like, to put it on DJ City's it. dime. We'll, we'll be out there. Yeah, DJ, DJ City. Just charge DJ City the rental fee for the car. <laughs> yeah, we got it. The, 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 uh, the Christmas video has been dying. I don't know if you guys got a chance to catch this, but... He's opening up. Uh, what was the first one? Was it the Lambo first? Uh, or was Rolex. It the, the Rolex was first. And he's like, ah, oh, another Rolex. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. As he was blinding me with this one, I should have <laughs> worn sunglasses this morning. Yeah. But and then he was like, ah, oh, a Lambo, great. Like yeah, oh, I need yeah. this. And then it was the vodka. I was like, oh, it's great. Have you and play <laughs> raced each other yet? Huh? Have you and play nah. raced each other yet? Nah, nah, nah. Because he knows he'll get dusted. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 tr I'm trying to be sensible out here these days. Uh -huh. <laughs> to play or just in general <laughs> life. <laughs> just in general stop hurting feelings yeah I'm just like I'm, I'm done <laughs> shit uh, any other topics no um, man I mean is there, yeah. is there anything that you want to shout out to the people to anything the listeners you um, anything you want to no, plug no, no. I mean check out the rap show on Beats 1 Apple Music my playlists yeah. that's it really you know like I'm like, I'm definitely trying to embark on a mission like I said of just showcasing the best talent in the world yeah. any mm -hmm. artists out there and yeah, with DJs, just hit me up. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty accessible person. Do you know awesome. what I mean? Like, if you can't get hold of me, which it, I heard Prospect, Prospect laugh over there because <laughs> no one can ever get hold of me. <laughs> but they, I'm always accessible, and so it always, stuff always gets makes its way to me. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's important for me. So like over here, there isn't any ice watching it. Like yo, sloth. Hit me up, send me some music, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's try well, build. well, definitely oh, big yeah. shout out to Ben, DJ Prospects in the middle. Yes, of and Phenom and DJ Phenom. Yeah, Edwin and Beat Source, DJ City, for connecting all DJ of us. DJ City, DJ City. Oh, yes, sir. Appreciate you. So uh, before Phenom. before we let you leave, because we briefly talked about it, you've been to the, a few of the DJ City linkups. Oh yeah, DJ right? City is like I think it's mad important, man. Like for me, 
the, that's where it starts with the mm. DJs. Obviously, I'm, I'm quite biased because I'm a DJ, but yeah. that's that's where it starts. And like the network of the <clears throat> DJs for me has always been important. And I've always tried to do my bit for the community. Like even like when I was on the BBC, I'll do a guest mix with okay. different DJs every week. Yeah. So I'll give DJs an opportunity to do show, guest mix on the show that'll go out to the country. Oh. <coughs> oh, that's something now, they, huh? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and that's something, even again with Apple Music. Something okay. else. But, so for this year, or for last year rather, I have my guy Jonesy just doing a weekly residency. And he's like a good friend of mine, one of my favorite DJs. Personally, one of my favorite DJs in the UK. When I party, I like to go out and listen to my man. If, he's play, if I'm throwing a party, he'll be playing there. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Um, but then this year, yeah, we're definitely going to open it up again. Nice, nice. On an international scale where we're going to give DJs the opportunity to do their thing on the show. Nice. That's which will live on Apple Music. And they, again, that's crazy. a game changer. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's no? big. It's new uh, platform. Yeah, crazy. Oh, man. Thank you so much Thank for coming. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Thank, Thank you. you. Thank we you, really appreciate you coming out, Thank man, taking me. the time. I know it's a busy weekend. Yeah. 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 It's early. It's early. Yeah. 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 Hold on, hold on. Hey, yeah. Can we, can we, can we, we talk about that? Yeah, that's some context. Okay. We don't get up this early. Well, for the pot, at least. He's probably watering something or in the gym and... I know Rel's very, but I'm definitely, I was here at what, three in the morning last night or two in the morning? Yeah. Back to here. So it's cool, Love man. that. Early I appreciate it. No, we oh, appreciate absolutely. you. I appreciate you guys taking this the time. Important. Of course. This was important for us. Absolutely. So thanks thank for you, coming man. through, man. Yeah, thank for you sure. very much.